Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. And we are thrilled to talk about a really heavy subject. It's deception, persecution, and hidden abuse. But there's some hope because this story is being told by author Nagme Panahi. It is her true story, her own memoir about her early childhood and her complex history with her husband and where God met her in all of that. So, Nagme, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Mm-hmm. Um, Nagme, give us just a, you know, I don't want you to spoil the book, but kind of big picture. Tell us your story. Uh, the big picture. Wow. Just uh, our, our life is really not what we see in Hollywood or mm. Disney. It has a lot yeah. of ups and downs and twists and turns and a lot of heartbreak of dreams that we have maybe as little kids, maybe growing mm-hmm. up that don't turn out the way we thought. Yeah. Whether in our marriages or illnesses or straight children or whatever it is, the way we didn't imagine to um, be faced with suffering and seeing God's faithfulness uh, as his children through that time of confusion and suffering sometimes uh, from within the church. Yeah. Um, and to really uh, got how, to see how God can use that to uh, kind of, um, I guess, anchor us in Him and who we are in Him in, in a way that nothing uh, can shake us and to really know what it means to be anchored in Him where we're no longer defined by our circumstances mm. or what has happened to us or what we're afraid of happening in the future, but we can really be anchored in His love and our identity can be anchored in that, and uh, that's beautiful. As, and as Christians, we have that, the Amazing. best of the world. Wow. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And, and Nagme, uh, just to give people the background, you know, they would probably recognize you mm. uh, when you were publicly advocating for the release of your husband back then. Uh, yeah. Your then husband, Syed, I believe was his name, and when he was imprisoned in Iran. Um, what was just that whole time like? Because you had very complexities in your marriage, but you're also... Uh, in the news, you met President Obama and President Trump at the time, all of these things. Just what was going on in your own soul as you were just trying to process all of this attention wow. with all the complexities going on? Yeah, so since I was nine, when I uh, became a Christian out of Islam, I had prayed to God to uh, have a psalm to, to give me the nations as my inheritance as a little kid coming out of Islam, and my parents were still Muslims for about a decade later. Oh, wow. uh, my heart was to share the gospel. And so through Saeed's imprisonment, he was um, put in prison because of his Christian faith. Um, through his imprisonment, uh, now looking back, I can see God did many, many things. One, he gave me the desire of my heart to share mm-hmm. the gospel to hundreds of millions of people. I was on Fox News, CNN. I, was, mm-hmm. I spoke in front of our Congress three times. I spoke at the European Parliament twice. I met with heads of states of different countries. I was at the German parliament. I was wow. at the uh, Dutch parliament. I met wow. with Obama and Trump. Each and every time God uh, laid it on my heart, this is not just about getting your husband out. This is about the gospel. You need. Mm. To, uh, you, I'm giving you a platform to share about me. And so each and every time I shared about Jesus. And also now looking back, when my husband was put in prison, I was a shell of a person. I had been in a very abusive marriage. I didn't know I was. I just thought it was a hard marriage. But I felt like I was wasting away. Sometimes our mm. bodies are things that 
uh, we can't put words to it. So if there's yeah. anyone out there that you feel like you're wasting away and there's something wrong, your body's telling you something. So um, it wasn't until uh, it's been seven years out since actually my husband got out of prison. But now looking back, uh, so it took three and a half years of advocacy to get him out of prison. And it's wow. been seven years since he's been out. Wow. But I, it's been seven years out that I now look back and use Saeed's imprisonment for me not to only share the gospel and not only to call out the Iranian government on their persecution and killing mm. of Christians, but also God used that to set me free and mm. to show me that I was his uh, beloved daughter mm. and that it was not honoring to God to submit to abuse and uh, uh, corruption that, mm-hmm. you know, first and foremost, our loyalty and submission should be to God. Mm. I feel like there are so many things we could talk about, so many directions to go, but I'm just mindful of the the listener right now who might be in a situation of domestic violence. And I know that your story is probably so inspiring for them. Obviously, it comes with a lot of layers. Um, but would you just speak, uh, you know, for a minute to that listener and offer them maybe some words of, of hope or affirmation or some of the truth that helped you? Yes. October is Domestic Violence Month, Awareness Month. Mm. I want to say that if you are in any institution that God himself has created, whether sometimes it's a church and and, uh, at times it's it's a marriage where you are being harmed, you're not being protected, like God has called that institution to do, that person who is in a place of power over you is called by God, by Jesus, to be an example of what it means to be a servant, to serve you, to watch over you, to protect you to nourish you, if if something outside of that is happening where you're wasting away, you're confused, it's affecting your relationship with God himself, you're questioning why God would allow this, I just want you to know God, Jesus came to rescue you, not an institution. So know Mm. that he fights for you, you can cry out to him, he will uh, um, give you a way out, a, a way of rescue, he will place people in your life as you cry out to him, but he does not, this is God's plan for us as his children is not to be bound, mm. but to be uh, set free, to serve him, to love him, to enjoy fellowship with him. And if that's not happening in your life, if something is hindering, if, if, if you're in an abusive marriage where you're even questioning God and mm. I uh, seek him, he will set you free. He, his heart is for the broken and the mm. oppressed. That's right. And uh, so that's what I, I would say. God cares more about the person than the institution. Mm, so mm, good. That's Thank really you for good. That and Nagbe, uh, you, you already just did that here, but but I wonder your story is amazing. It's yeah. such an up and down, such a journey. Uh, and I know it's still being written, obviously, but what do you understand about God now that you didn't know before? Mm. I read Hosea 2 14 through 16 when I first came out of my abusive marriage. And you know, I actually was so afraid of filing for divorce. Uh, my husband came out of prison and filed divorce on me and mm. left me and moved on with other women. But uh, Hosea 2 says, God, you know, calls her into the wilderness and speaks tenderly to her there. Mm. And I would just cry every time I read that. Because what I learned about God, he is tender. He is kind. He is, you know, Sabbath. The religious leaders tried to uphold Sabbath, but they didn't care if the person was wasting away. God created institution to bless you, to protect you, to nourish you, and he is not a God that would ever have you harmed. Jesus came to give his life, mm. but you would, we would not be harmed, that to protect us as a great shepherd who laid down his life for us. So anything that 
all the things that I had thought about God being harsh and wanting me to submit no matter what, because uh, the institution was more important, those were all really um, fell to pieces when I really rediscovered God as a loving, kind, gentle God that uh, just is right there in your brokenness. And that's where I learned the most. I didn't know that about God. I thought Mm. I was to do my part of submission no matter what, and I realized God is so kind Mm. and so gentle. Nagme, we're almost out of time with you, but I want to hear about you led one of the largest house church movements in Iran in the early 2000s, saw revival in Iran. Brian and I are church planters, so this is so fascinating. Tell us as much as you can in a brief amount of time, like what in the world was God doing? <laughs> I was I, I, I was an American from age nine until 23, 24, and God called me back to Iran. Uh, right, I didn't know at that time. Two months after September 11, I left. Wow! I didn't know I was about to step into a time of revival. Wow! Where like nowhere, no other time in history for 1400 years had Iran or Persia experienced uh, such a growth in Christianity, being one of the top countries in the world in terms of where Christianity is uh, growing. I was at the forefront of that. I got to be there when the revival happened. I was the pastor's wife uh, of one of the largest house church networks. And I think, you know, at the end of my book, I talk about it. I think there's a lot that the church in America can learn from the movement in Iran and underground church. And uh, I think those who are church planters would enjoy maybe reading that part of my story of connecting um, what God is doing in the underground church and me being able to see what God was doing mm. and how that's connected to the church in the West. Oh, it's so awesome. Author Nagme Panahi is here talking about her story. She's the author of a book called I Didn't Survive, Emerging Whole After Deception, Persecution, and Hidden Abuse. Be sure to grab a copy today. Nagme, where can our people find and follow you if they're interested in knowing more? Um, I'm on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, dear friends actually made a website also that has all the information, nagmepanahi.com, that has um, all the uh, all the information about what what I'm doing with the Underground Church awesome. and all of that as well. Oh, thanks so much for being here with us today. We've loved having you. Thank you. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.